comic book lessons, I'm your resident comic book nerd, Beth, and today's lesson is going to be on one of the characters I happened to grow up with as a 2000s kid, yeah, I'm finally going into a character is that is from my period that I was born, that I grew up with, if you will, actually, and it's got... And this lesson is going to be on James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Bucky, as people knew him, like, back in the 40s. I don't know if anyone that listens to this was alive then, but they'd know what I'm talking about. He was even Captain America for a bit. Two years, I'd say, roughly. I'm not sure. Depends on your definition of a, a bit. So... Now that we've talked about what I'm go- my lesson's going to be about, let's kind of get into the history a bit. So, James Buchanan Bucky Barnes was first introduced as the sidekick known as Bucky to Captain America, and he would make his debut in Captain America Comics number one in, ish- in March 1941 as the original and the most famous incarnation of Bucky and he would be created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. So as I've mentioned he would be dead for a while and he would be brought back from supposed death as the brainwashed assassin Winter Soldier. So now that we've talked a bit about his history I've kind of cut it down a bit, as you can tell, because I would be here a while, because it's complicated what happened and all that. So, uh, going into his origin in a way, so Bucky Barnes was born in Shelbyville, Indiana. I don't know my own American geography, so if you can kind of pinpoint where Indiana is, do let me know. So, and he would grow in 1925, so just before the Great Depression, he grew up as an army brat. He was orphaned from a young age when his father was killed in training at the US Army Camp Lee. Um, It's a weird spelling, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, so if I've said it wrong, do correct me, which was based in Virginia. Well... We don't know what happened to his mother. It's never said what happened to his mother, in a way. All we know is she's dead. (laughs) But anyway. And he would go in... And his, his father would be killed in training at this camp in Virginia just before America would enter World War II. So, as a result, he would be unofficially adopted by the camp as a mascot... And being nicknamed Bucky, he would take to wearing a uniform and becoming familiar, if you will, with the ins and outs of military life, even though he was just a teenage boy. That's young. (laughs) Even I wasn't doing half this stuff at whatever age he was. And at this camp, I'm I'm just going to say camp because I'm don't want to pronounce it wrong, you know, and go, oh, you said it wrong, you know, but anyway, 
And at this camp, he would befriend, and he would meet and befriend a a young private by the name of Steve Rogers. Or Stephen Rogers, but Steve, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) Who, by his appearance, was probably the clumsiest soldier in the camp. Or so we thought. But anyway... Now, this was at the same time that reports of this then mysterious Captain America started to appear in news, magazines, and Barnes wanted to, was devouring the accounts of this hero that was new on the scene who was like, pow, 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 I'm going to punch people, yada, 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 you know, but anyway... Now, going into how he would become his partner, so in 1940, Bucky would accidentally walk in on Steve Rogers changing into the uniform, and he would discover that he was Captain America, and he would insist that he would join him. So he was. So basically, it was must have been really awkward where he was like, "Oh, you're naked. Wait, is that the Captain America suit?" And Steve would probably have been like, Bucky, what are you doing in here? I'm getting changed, can you not see that? But anyway, (laughs) that must have been a awkward (laughs) for him. So, Bucky would go on, undergo extensive training and he would be assigned to be Captain America's partner. So, and the military would justify this, putting this... 15-year-old kid. Yeah, we're finally given an age to how old Bucky is. And by saying that he was a symbol to rally the youth of America. And which would wasn't revealed until years later when I was a child. So it was revealed in... Captain America Volume 5, Issue Number 12, in December of 2005, to be precise. I would have been four years old at the time. I was a little child running around. So they would fight the Red Skull together, and Cap would accept Bucky as his partner. Now... (laughs) If it's not for the Winter Soldier Bucky is most famous for... It's probably one other thing. Him dying. Now, like, now we're going to talk about how he apparently died. Because there is a build-up to this. You know, things do happen. So, in the closing days of World War Two, which was in 1945, Captain America and Bucky would try and stop the villainous Baron Zemo. If you want to know who that is, don't ask me. <laughs> Not the episode to do it. Maybe in a, I'll explain maybe Baron Zemo a bit more in the Captain America episode that I will eventually do. But anyway, um, they would try to stop him from destroying an end of experimental drone plane. So it's basically a plane. It's like the drones you see nowadays, I think. And Zemo would launch this plane with an armed explosive device on it. And Rogers and Barnes were in hot pursuit. 
They had reached the plane just before it took off. Now, Bucky would unsuccessfully try to defuse the bomb and it would explode in mid-air before reaching its intended target. And he would be believed to have been killed in action as as Rogers, Captain America, was hurled into the freezing waters of the North Atlantic. Ugh. How the hell did Bucky survive is a question in itself. But anyway, so it would turn like to turn out that Bucky did not die in World War II. It would be later revealed that he, after the plane exploded, German, general, this Russian general by the name of Vasily Karpov, it's the spelling, so I'm guessing if I've offended anyone that's Russian, I am very sorry. And the crew of the Russian patrol submarine would find the cold reserve body without his left arm. And he and Bucky would be revived in Moscow, but he suffered brain damage with amnesia as a result of the explosion. And scientists would attach a bionic arm, periodically upgrading it as technology got better over the years. Now, when we next see Bucky again, he is seen in flashbacks after after his death. And like the 60s or something, like after that. But anyway, so when we next see him, he has been programmed to be a Soviet assassin by for Department X. If you know Wolverine, Department Department X might ring a bell slightly. But anyway, he and he would be on, and he was under the code name of the Winter Soldier. And he was sent on covert wet work missions and become increasingly ruthless, if you will, and efficient as he killed in the name of the state. Um, the Winter Soldier was kept in cryogenic stasis while not on missions, so as a result, it would only age him to a, for a few years to a young adult since the closing days of World War Two, when he apparently died. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't they came up with the name Winter Soldier, so don't try asking me about that. Because I don't know. But anyway, so this is leading up to the events. So Civil Wars happened, you know. Civil War is basically an event where Iron Man and Captain America were like disagreeing over these this superhero registration act where if you'd even met a, met a you know a person with powers or interacted with a person of powers you were the government were like you have to sign this registration and Cap was like no and Iron Man was like yes let's do it I think it should have been the other I would have had it down as the other way around but oh well comics <laughs> so anyway now that we've i've explained civil war a bit you'd understand that what's going on here so 
after escaping from a guy named Faustus, I think it's pronounced like that, but anyway, and he getting captured by S.H.I.E.L.D., Barnes would learn from Tony Stark, who was executive of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time, and he messed him up quite a bit, but we'll talk about that when, we, when I eventually do an Iron Man episode, but anyway, and that Steve, that Steve had left Stark a letter, which asked Stark to watch over Barnes and that the Captain America mantle should continue. So Stark would suggest that Bucky became the new Captain America. Barnes was very reluctant. Well, do you blame him? It was his mentor. Look at the things they did, you know. He was a great hero, was Steve, even though he was seen as a traitor when he died. Now, to explain what I mean, Steve Rogers, if you don't know Civil War, you might not know what I'm talking about. If you've not read the comics, don't listen to the movie. Half the movie didn't happen in the comic. Half of them weren't even on the side they were supposed to be on. But, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, anyway, he would be shot. He was shot dead on before he could go to trial for not signing the accord but we this registration act i'm getting the movie and the comics mixed up here i'm very sorry but anyway so but we'll talk about more of that in depth about that when we do when i do a captain america episode eventually so anyway so as I said, Bucky was quite reluctant to become the new Captain America. He would only agree to become the new Captain America on two conditions. So the conditions were that they tele- took out the any potential subliminal commands and guarantee him complete anatomy but as the anatomy arrangement was illegal under the superhuman registration act stark kept his support of bucky as captain america a secret so bucky (laughs) you want me to be honest his costume's better. His Captain America costume is better than Steve Rogers, personally. We don't talk about... <laughs> I'm not... We're not talking about Falcons at the minute. Falcon is not much to do with this lesson. But if you want a lesson on Falcon, I'll do a lesson on Falcon. But he's not going to have much to do with this lesson. He only has a teeny-weeny part. But anyway... So, what was I saying about that? Yeah, it, yeah, I've explained. It's probably my favourite costume of Captain America's is the Bucky Cap costume. <laughs> you are probably going to think, are you crazy? Do you not? Do you have a problem with Steve Rogers or something? My answer is, eh, debatable. I do have my issues. 
Uh, but anyway, I'll save that for discussion further when I finish this, like, get further into the lesson. But anyway, so as part of his car, so his costume was laced with adamantium. I'm sorry if I've said that wrong. I needed a minute. But hey, and he would carry a pistol and a combat knife. And basically was a badass. <laughs> I love this cap. I'm going to be honest. This is the cap I knew for a bit. But people would probably look at me and like be like, but he was only cap for so long. How can you say you knew him as cap? I have a number of issues that I that are currently on my shelf in my room where it is Bucky Cap. Not Steve Rogers' cap. And you're going to be like, how did you get your hands on those? Easy. Go to the shop. <laughs> you're going to be like, shut up. But let's carry on with the lesson. So. His cat, Bucky's first major adventure as Captain America would have him, Falcon, Sharon Carter, who is Agent 13, who has also been a love interest of Steve Rogers. We don't talk about that. But, you know, <laughs> she doesn't have a major part, yada yada yada, in this, yada yada yada. She, she's more for Steve's lesson. She's more for Steve Rogers' Captain America lesson. But anyway, so, and S.H.I.E.L.D., would be fighting against the original Red Skull and Dr. Faustus, who I mentioned a bit earlier, who have revived the 1950s Captain America. And it's in a plot to secure one of their pawns, if you will, like their little minions that they've got running around in America. And they'd get to get them to attain the US presidency. So... Bucky and his allies would succeed in aborting the school's plans and Bucky would save the Democratic and Republican public presidential candidates from assassination and this would win him public applause. So, round of applause. Yay. <laughs> and if it comes across sarcastic, I don't care right now. But... So, as this adventure ended, Barnes would be like, yeah, I guess I'm Captain America now. You know? He would accept himself, and he would address himself as Captain America, and he would be Captain America for a good little while. <laughs> Until Steve came back and ruined everything. I wish he didn't come back, but that's for discussion when I have it further on in the lesson. But anyway, so now that we've talked a bit about that, we're going to talk a bit about his skills, his powers, what he can do. But anyway, so having trained under Steve Rogers, who was the original Captain America in World War Two, as I mentioned many times in this lesson, and others in the time leading up to World War Two, Bucky Barnes is a train 
is a master of cant and combat and martial arts, as well as being skilled in the use of military weapons, such as our firearms and grenades. What were they training him? He was a child. What the hell? You're going to be like, you've just answered that, Beth. But still, it's nuts. <laughs> but anyway, so he would also use knives on occasion and he was a gifted advanced scout. So, and his time as the covert Soviet agent known as the Winter Soldier would further hone his skills. And this would make him the equal of his predecessor in combat and an expert assassin and spies. And he is also, and he's multilingual, the show off. He knows many languages include, he is fluent in many languages, including English, Spanish, Portuguese, German, Russian, Latin, and Japanese. He can understand French, but he can't speak it. What? How does that make any sense? Well, whatever. <laughs> now, talking about this cybernetic arm. Winter Soldier's left arm, as we know, is a cybernetic prosthetic with superhuman... But it has superhuman strength and enhanced reaction time. So, if somebody happened to throw a shield at him, say Captain America, he would catch it uh, very fast because of his enhanced reaction time and the arm can function also when it's not in contact with Bucky and it can discharge an EMP I'm not sure what it stands for uh, I'd have to check that and it can cause electronics to either shut down and be or become useless if you will and the use of Barnes's EMP was shown when Barnes used it to shut down a Nick Fury LMD. There's going to be a lot of, like, initials here. Because <laughs> we're getting all scientific and technological. But anyway, and when he attempted to use it on Iron Man. Now, Iron, the arm would have a holographic function that would disguise it as a flesh and blood arm. So, if he wanted to, he could be like, Oh, look, I have a normal arm. And But there's times where he just wants to look like a badass and just go, Look at me, I have a metal arm. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you know? So he can punch people and have superhuman strength and enhance reaction time. I don't know if he does has that when it's... Flesh and blood, I couldn't find if that was true or not. So, anyway, during his time as Captain America, he possessed the original industri indestructible vibranium alloy shield, alloy shield that was used by Steve Rogers. And he would also have a Kelvarnomics. I think it's pronounced blend shock absorbing costume. Wow. <laughs> and it's that's one cool costume. I like the costume he has as Captain America. I'll just uh, I'll be having a conversation about this anyway. 
when I finished this. So, I'm sorry if I'm coming across rushed. I don't mean to come across rushed. It's just making me think. And it's making me question things more in my head that I'd want to discuss, you know? But anyway, so he would often carry several conventional weapons, such as knives, guns, well, mostly a Colt 1911 AI-01.45 and a P08 Luger and grenades. So, basically, he was a little psycho. That's how I can basically sum up Bucky Barnes. <laughs> as Captain America, and as the Winter Soldier, and everything else. So, that's basically it. That is my lesson on Winter Soldier. So, I ha this ha looking at his history, I know I've skipped a lot, but... With what I found in that, I knew I'd be here a while, so I needed to figure out what was the most important, what wasn't the most important, you know? So, I'm sorry if it's shorter than you wanted it to be, but anyway, as I mentioned, this has made me think of many things to question, like, how on earth did Stark get that letter that was apparently for Stark from Steve, who was supposed to be like a criminal, and he and I and Tony were seen as a hero for registering? How did he get the letter telling him that Barnes? To look, you know, watch over him and make sure the mantle's carried on. I don't know. <sighs> I'd have to track down the issue. It's, I think I've got the issue where this happens. But I have to look in my through my comic collection. So, but anyway. You're probably going to ask me. What do I like about the Winter Soldier? What do I like about the Winter Soldier? Ooh. And before you go, is it because you think he's cute? No. He's badass. I like how cool he is. How he's made the transition from a sidekick to, yeah, he didn't become a hero straight away. But it wasn't his fault, you know? There's times I just want to put an arm around him and go, there, there. It's okay. You've had a hard time. It's not your fault. You know? He's one of those that you feel sorry for. You know? So, and I like how he's, you know, not different from Steve Rogers. How he's different from Tony Stark. He's not your typical hero. He's been a villain. Well, I'd say he's now an anti-hero. 
He's not the most heroic, but he's not a villain either. He toes the line. He doesn't toe the same line as Steve Rogers, Captain America, Tony Stark, you know? He doesn't toe that line like they do. He's not a little chicken. I would have said a different word, but I didn't feel like getting my red head ripped off by you guys who are Tony Stark fans or Steve Rogers fans. It's not that I have a problem with them. It's just for the purpose of this lesson. They're both kind of dicks. <laughs> well, it's Tony in particular to Bucky. But anyway, you probably going to ask me, do I think Bucky should have been Captain America for longer? He was a very interesting choice to be Captain America. Most probably been a been like so bear in mind I was a child at the time, you know. I don't remember very well the events that led up to it until I reread this recent in the last couple of years, you know, as I've got older. So he was an interesting choice. I like the edginess he brought to the mantle of Captain America. It made a change from the nicey nicey Steve Rogers that we'd seen for so many years. It was like a breath of fresh air, you know? You had this badass come out of nowhere and be like, I'm taking up the mantle. This is mine now. I'm Captain America. I don't care what you say, Stark. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to S.H.I.E.L.D. Do one. I would have said another thing, but... No. <laughs> that would have gotten me into a bit of trouble. But anyway, so... You're probably going to wonder... Beth, you've praised Bucky's costume as Cap. What do you not like about Steve Rogers' costume as Cap? I don't like Steve Rogers' suit as Cap because, to me, it's never changed. It's always been the same when he's had the mantle, you know? It's never changed from the 1940s. Bucky brought a fresh change to the costume. It didn't look like the plain Captain America suit we'd seen for so many years. He brought a twist to it. He brought his own badassery into it. You know, his own little twist like, I ain't been seen in all red, white and blue. No way. Have you seen my past? You know, it was kind. Of, that's how I kind of see it. I don't know if that's what they were thinking when they wrote it, when they drew it and designed it, yada, yada, yada. But that's how I see it from my perspective. I can't say what I... I when I was a child, I'm going to be honest, I probably thought and looked at it and thought, that's not the normal cap, you know? I was probably thinking as a child, that's different. What's with the different... What happened? You know, because I was... <laughs> like I said, 
I was a child when Bucky came back as Winter Soldier. I knew nothing about his time before he came back. I learned about it as I got older, you know, reading the comics of the 2000s, 2010s, 2020s nowadays, you know. So it's kind of been tricky, if you will. He did eventually give up the mantle. He had to give it back eventually. But would I have liked him to stay cap longer? Of course I do. It was a cool change to the character, you know? He brought a breath of fresh air that hadn't been seen in a long time, in my opinion. So, that's it. It's the end of discussion. That's, so, until my next episode, bye! Bye!